Healthwise on the Light Breakfast with Dr. Rajpans, where your health matters. It's the free clinic today, so the good doctor is here to answer your medical questions. Good morning, Dr. Rajpans. How are you doing today? Good, good. Ready to answer some pretty tough questions today? Anything, no problem. <laughs> right. We received a text message from Rosie. She says she's 56, 65 kilos and 5 feet. Two, she asks, what is a good supplement or food to take for knee pains whenever she climbs stairs? It doesn't happen very often, but it's there. Yeah, I suppose it's a early sign of osteoarthritis, isn't it? Knee pain, and that's inflammation. So sometimes they can try, uh, even you go to pharmacy now, there are a whole range of supplements out there that uh, help the, you know, the reduce inflammation, the knee from omega-3 to glucosamine to chondroitin to MSM to there's uh, avocados, uh, soya extract, muscle extracts so there's whole range and uh, that research was done actually in New Zealand and it shows that the, that's why the Maoris though they're big size they never get osteoarthritis <laughs> and one of the reasons was because they eat a lot of the muscles they found right okay so so now you actually got a muscle extract you know so there are a lot of uh, supplements but the one of the things go to a pharmacy and see which one you think is going to help you uh, I would just start a simple thing like a, you know the combination of glucosamine chondroitin and MSM and see whether that helps maybe take some fish oils and see whether that will help you you know and uh, exercise still very important you must strengthen your quadricep muscle so that uh, you know the knees don't start grinding against each other mm-hmm. so all those things are important uh, so I think she's still early she should really look at preventing the progression of the disease you know otherwise you gets worse and worse and then you have issues okay how about food food i think uh, anything that's anti-inflammatory helps so things like your, you know, uh, fatty fish, avocados, some nuts, uh, anything anti-inflammatory, all your turmeric and all these herbs and spices that are anti-inflammatory. So all these that reduce inflammation will help that. Now, failing which everything that she tries with the food and uh, the, taking the chondroitin and whatnot doesn't work out. And people always look for alternative medication nowadays. Does acupuncture help sometimes? Acupuncture, I don't know whether it does that well in osteoarthritis. It does well in nerve issues. Right. You know, so may not do well in osteoarthritis. But she can actually go and see a physiotherapist. And they will do teacher certain exercises to help strengthen the, the knees. And uh, also they have certain modalities that will help to you know reduce the inflammation and pain. So that's one area she can try. La. Sham called us. Sham, what's your question for Dr. Rajpans? Okay, good morning. Morning. Uh, good morning, doctor. This is uh, regarding uh, the consumption of uh, sugar-laden food. Mm-hmm. Whenever uh, I consume sugar-laden food, mm-hmm. uh, I seem to find that the bladder is distended. Okay. Okay. Um, but there are no signs of uh, excess sugar in blood whenever I do the test. Uh, what could probably be the reason? When I take a yeast medication, say fluconazole, mm-hmm. uh, then the distension uh, it becomes is decreased. Yeah, but it's not good to take uh, too much of this uh, antifungal or so, you know. Yeah. So, but do you have urine infection? Do you do you get urine infection? Also frequently. Quite frequently, did it? Yes. Mm. So I think you're one of those people where you probably don't have diabetes, but a lot of the sugar is, uh, you know, washed out in the urine and that leads to, and sugar in the urine can sometimes lead to all these, uh, you know, urinary infections, yeast infections. And over time, that's not good because, you know, it can cause bladder issues and later can even affect the kidneys. So what I suggest, for me, I find the sugar, if you can avoid, that's the best, lah. You know, sugar is basically a poison. It leads to a lot of other issues also. Um, uh, other thing you can do is maybe just take some cranberry juice. 
Mm-hmm. So cranberry juice sort of uh, coats the bladder and you know very high vitamin C prevents any bacteria and yeast to to get stuck there. So take that or you can take things like ural to alkaline the urine and try things like that and cut down on your sugar foods lah if possible. And if you do take, just make sure you drink a lot of water so you at least you can you know flush out whatever sugar that's there. I say, doctor, because uh, as you said, UTI and yeast infection is what I frequently get whenever I eat glucose. Too mm. much glucose. Yeah, because glucose is like a medium for this this infection to really you know come. So uh, and I like I say, you know, you shouldn't keep on getting urine infection. Not very good. So maybe cut off your sugar foods and then try things like cranberry, ural, drink a lot of water, alkaline your body, and uh, hopefully this will go away, lah. Oh, thank you very much, doctor. But it's no signs of diabetes, yeah. Although my parents ask. Yeah, just but make keep an eye, you know, because uh, always good to just check your every few months, just check your sugar. You can actually do the HbA one C, the three months sugar in the cell, which is a bit more uh, reliable. Yes. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, thank doctor. Thank you. Bye. We received a voice note from Caroline. Hey doctor, I'm in my mid-30s and I've been having some stomach trouble for about a week. I'm kind of worried it's appendicitis because I had pain in my lower right side of my abdomen and I've been feeling really nauseous. Um, The doctor said that it could be irritable bowel syndrome, so I have to take care of what I eat. But why is this happening suddenly out of the blue? And is this a long-term condition that I have to deal with? Is IBS and uh, appendicitis, do they feel the same thing? No, it'd be too, actually quite different. You know, appendicitis is, uh, like she said, the right lower quadrant, you know, they call it the right iliac fossa. Right. I mean, if it's acute appendicitis, it's very clear, like you got pain, you got vomiting, you got fever. And you can't and walk even You can't even walk, you need yeah. to hold your this thing. But sometimes if it's a chronic sort of thing, a mild thing, might be there the pain to diagnose irritable bowel syndrome so early I would be just a bit uh, careful because there's normally a diagnosis or exclusion you know uh, people have to rule out gastritis rule out diverticulosis rule out things like you know like appendix yeah. or any other things that are going on so I think it'd be good for her to go and see a gastroenterologist if the pain persists she should see one and see what they think about it maybe get a scan done or something and uh, uh, if they rule out all possibilities then you think of uh, irritable bowel now, IBS, uh, whether it's due to food allergy, food intolerance, they sometimes say stress-related, emotional, hormonal, can be many things that can cause IBS. Um, but it's a diagnosis exclusion. It's not something you diagnose first. Right. You know, Or you might just have a simple, mild sort of gastroenteritis, mild food poisoning that will go away. But if it's persisting, uh, then she should go and get it checked up. La. And how yeah. do you fix that? I mean, antibiotics? Uh, for uh, IBS. IBS is basically uh, you know avoiding foods that can uh, exacerbate. You can take medication that reduce the pain. Probiotics sometimes help for some people. Taking a good course of probiotics will help. If it doesn't, sometimes doctors even do food intolerant tests to see which foods could be causing your problem. But this could be a long term thing, there. It can be a long term if you don't sort it out, but sometimes people changing their diet, getting some exercise, taking probiotics, uh, a lot of them actually settle quite well. It's just funny that I think from what I heard, it seems like it just came out out of the blue. Yeah, that's right. Something very acute, something very new. So I wouldn't jump as IBS as the first diagnosis. Mm. I would actually want to get checked up. Okay, Lynn, what is your medical problem? I went for medical checkup. My calcium level is borderline. And uh, did they do the corrected calcium? Was that also borderline? Or because uh, no, you, you see, uh, uh, Dr. Rashman, this uh, seven years back, uh, 
I went for medical checkup, and then there's a calcium deposit on my artery. So the doctor advised me to throw away my calcium tablet. Okay. So now my question to you is: Is it okay to take the calcium D3? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's no harm if your calcium is a bit low. You can take calcium D3, but uh, sometimes because of the calcium deposits now, sometimes they suggest just take vitamin D3. That should be good enough. Vitamin D3, yeah, uh, because it will help right. ab- absorb the calcium from the foods, and that uh-huh. deposit is right into the bones and not into the arteries, lah. Oh, okay, so maybe okay. just take vitamin D3 first, and then uh-huh. later check your calcium again and see whether it's back to normal uh-huh. or not. Uh, okay. Another question is, how about taking those uh, milk? That's, I think that helps also, right? Can I mean uh, milk has got calcium, so that should be uh. okay. It's more natural, so uh. you don't actually need uh. to take supplements. Just take vitamin D3, and maybe uh-huh. you can take some high calcium foods and see whether that helps. Okay, good, good. Thank you so much. Okay, Dr. Lynn. Hope Bye. that answers Thanks. your question. Bye. Doctor Rasmus, uh, when it comes to calcium, and people always worry about osteoporosis and whatnot. At what age should you start worrying about taking more calcium? I mean, the, for women, they actually say that you should start early to build up the bones in the, you know, the calcium into the bones and all that. Because after menopause, uh, osteoporosis is more uh, early in women. Because after menopause, the uh, bone starts going into this problem. Whereas men normally starts later, age-related osteoporosis, which is much later. Right. But now with the finding that the your your deposits in the arteries of the you know their vessels in the heart and everywhere is calcium most of it is calcium rather than cholesterol so there's a bit of scare about taking too much of calcium supplements as say so again try diet take vitamin d3 and monitor your uh, levels like what the uh, lean has done and then maybe as you get older doctors will suggest a bone density for women after menopause to see whether there's any risk of getting osteopenia osteoporosis and then we treat accordingly lah Okay, Tan. What's your question for Doctor Rajbans? Okay, I recently did a fibro scan on my liver. Okay. The reading is two ninety. I don't know what it means, but why it shows um, that it is uh, at this reading when my blood test show everything is normal. I just want yeah. to understand. Yeah, fibroscan is basically to look out for fatty liver. It shows early signs of fatty liver. I think it's more accurate than the normal ultrasound, and your blood test also might not show anything yet. So, who ordered the fibroscan for you? Uh, the doctor, the specialist. Yeah. yeah, so I think go back and see him, and then he can advise you exactly what you need to do, lah. Uh, because I'm not sure of the ranges myself, but uh, if it's high, that means you have signs of fatty liver, and uh, so then he can actually uh, advise you what to do next and all that. But fatty liver is basically again lifestyle, lah. You know, it's uh, early signs of metabolic syndrome, so losing weight, cutting off refined carbs and saturated fats doing exercise sometimes certain supplements uh, that help the liver can help you so when early signs where the blood test haven't changed yet is still very early so i would actually change lifestyle first and uh, not worry so much lah because nowadays people are picking up with fibroscans fatty liver at a very early stage so almost i think every other person who does a fibroscan will have some fatty liver this can be reversed Oh yes, it definitely can be reversed. Sometimes doctors may not agree, but anything that is metabolic syndrome from diabetes, hypertension to high cholesterol, if you follow the right lifestyle, go back to your ideal weight, you know, take all the right sort of foods, cut off the wrong ones, exercise, you can reverse all this back to normal. Uh, but it takes a lot of effort. So yours looks quite early yet. Sometimes toxins can also cause fatty liver. So see which are the things you need to avoid, and uh, you know you can go back to normal. If you don't do anything, fatty liver can progress to fibrosis and you know cirrhosis. So it's good to do it uh, now when it's still early, lah. Okay. Thank you. 
Okay, okay. Thank you. Thanks, Lynn. Okay. Bye. Now, Dr. Ashwin, so you mentioned lifestyle. The things we eat, obviously, yeah, causes it, right? I think basically, we I, I suggest that people go back a lot to plant-based natural foods. Uh, you can take anything but in balance. I, I take rice but I take very little rice. Yeah. I take a lot of vegetables. You know, make sure I get at least two portions of vegetables, one portion of fruit. A small plate of protein, whether it's chicken or egg or tofu or, or fish. Right. I seldom take red meat now. And I try to avoid all sort of man-made food. Trying to get things that are more from nature. Because man-made, no choice to get the taste good. They got a lot of processed stuff inside, a lot of... So most junk foods fit into that pattern. Right, right. And over time, the refined uh, sugars will go up. Your insulin gets disturbed. You get fatty liver. You get, you know, your, you get a tummy there. Uh, that's the first sign. And then you start slowly getting your blood pressure, your uric acid, cholesterol, diabetes, all coming in. And this leads to heart attack and stroke. So it's a whole spectrum of things. Then you end up seeing a doctor and... For doctors, easy thing to do is give you medication. Mm, yeah, you know, so you end up with more medication, which actually cause more toxin to the liver. Yeah, so your fatty liver gets worse. So it's a whole vicious cycle that you know never seems to end. So clean up your lifestyle. Yeah, basically that's what you need to do. You know, like car, you overhaul, you just need to overhaul yourself. <laughs>